You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Tooks. We got my guy, Calvin, over here. What up? And today we are in Petroworks. Today we have our legendary guest. We have Mo. Let's clap it up for Mo from Petroworks. How you guys doing, Mo? <laughs> so this is the interview that was supposed to be done maybe like a while ago. I think we've been talking about this for quite some time. Not only with Calvin, but like a few different people. Um, because I think, I think you're pretty well known on Long Island for building a lot of you know, fast cars and supers as well. So um, we can talk about that. We can talk about a lot of the questions I have for you too um, from back in the day when you used to um, be at the other side, at the other spot. I think it was Lindenhurst. Lindenhurst, that's correct. Yeah. So um, most people drive by and see all the crazy builds over there. Right. Um, but they're not, they're no longer there. They're right. migrated to here. Um, I have some questions about that too that sure. we'll get into. Okay. Um, so you just recently told me that you run Race Motive. I don't. I'm, I'm a partner sponsor. You're a partner sponsor. I've, I've been. Um, okay. I've been with those guys since the very beginning, and um, you know we've been running this uh, race program on the Northeast. Okay. Very successfully, it's been growing every single year. Right. They're great guys to work with, and you know I I'm a partner sponsor from beginning to end with them every year. So I've never been. To, have you been to Race Motive? No. He's, never, he's always asked me to go. I've been asking him to come. <laughs> I know. I so <laughs> I, I every time I want to go, something always comes up. Same. Okay. It's always right. the same, man. So. Can you explain like what the like is it for fast cars only like top seed runs like no actually the the event is open to everybody okay but recently it's it's established itself in a very good manner as one of the best racing outlets in the northeast and okay. possibly oh. only one of the the only ones because all the tracks left and right are getting closed down right and a lot of uh, people especially from the younger generation our generation they're stepping away from drag racing and everybody's moving towards like roll racing yeah you know, so yeah. um, mm. with, with the new generation, they're not building drag cars. They're building more street cars that they want to use in a safe manner. Right. And the cars straight from the factory or built cars nowadays are just too fast for the road. So you need a space to True. actually open them up properly and safely, which, you know, we provided. The guys at Race Motive, they came up with this idea. We all came together, brainstormed, you know, and I was like, I'll sponsor you guys. This is this is a great, great idea. And we've been doing it forever with them. Where's the track? Where, where's this uh, event? Pocono helping? Raceway is the main Pocono. track. Okay. They just recently started doing um, roll racing at um, in Maryland, MIR. Okay. Mm. I was so, just there, yeah, for our World Cup Finals. Yeah. So they, they have they have uh, an event that they're going to host there, too. Okay. Um, but mostly it's been uh, Pocono Raceway, which has worked out great. 
and some really fast cars have shown up over the years. Yeah. So it, I know you asked, it goes from slow to fast, but it depends on who you're asking what's slow and what's fast because some people think they're fast until they show up to Pocono Raceway and then they realize they're not that fast. So did you, did you run your car there? What yeah, car I've, did I've you run my car several times. This car, the Supra? Yes, the Supra. Okay, so what was your most recent run there? Uh, my most recent run there, well, my best run to, to date is, okay. is uh, 182. 182. Wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the best, best run actually for any Supra ever. And, you know, in the inception and in the Northeast, it's probably the fastest Supra, you know, there by title, you know. Damn. Did your steering wheel shake when you're going that fast? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty hairy to drive that, drive the car yeah, like this, like? you know. It's, it's, it's a gated shift, you know, manual okay. H pattern car, you know, with a clutch pedal, rear wheel no. drive. There's no, <laughs> there's really no, um, like traction that comes into play. You know, my traction is my right foot. Right. That's how I'm driving the car <laughs> yeah. down the track. So do you have a certain, um, like... 1,600 feet. Okay. You got to start under 65 miles per hour for a fair start. Okay. Anything under 65 miles per hour, you have 1,600 feet to finish. Your start speed and your end speed is all recorded. Oh, really? Mm. So the setup by race motive is really good. It's legit. You got a time slip. It tells you your ET between right. cones from start to finish, how quickly you did it and your mile per hour in the beginning at the end so nobody can fake the numbers nobody can say yeah. they did something when they didn't because it's all posted online so wow very easy to verify do you need to have like a parachute or anything like that for those no. kind of no? no you don't need to have a parachute but speaking of parachutes there's a lot of cars that have parachutes that shouldn't have parachutes <laughs> but that's a whole different that's a whole different topic you know i saw, um, <laughs> I saw no. this honda i don't no. know who it was i saw this honda accord it was running tens and it had a parachute on there something like that in accord yeah, I see. I see guys coming with parachutes that don't need parachutes on cars, you know, and yeah. it's just comical. But they're not going to be pulling the parachute, especially not on that track, because when you're ending the track, it's ending on a bank. Right. So you definitely don't want to pull a parachute on the oh, bank. No. You know, mm. you want to follow the bank in. You have plenty of space to stop. Right. You know, and you and you follow the bank out, and then you can slow down. What do you even need a parachute for? Like, I know what you need it for, but like, what, where, where's the like, when do you actually need it? Yeah. That was my next For question. a parachute? Yeah. yeah. Most guys that run parachutes on their cars is because they're running smaller wheel setups on their cars. Uh -huh. So they're running smaller brakes. They're running smaller brakes oh. for less weight, less rotational mass. I see. They I want to get the best that. ET in time. So when they have small brakes, the small brakes are not stopping the car, the weight of the car or anything fast enough for the speed. Right. Not all tracks have a good enough like turn. Oh, like the, yeah. Yeah. Faster. Like, you know, they don't have a good enough spot. Parachute also like helps you. You pull the parachute, it stops you know, the car yeah. naturally. So you're not on the brakes. Any guy that's pulling a chute is not actually on the brake, you know, during, during really. Oh, so you just, wait, when you not, pull it, you don't hit the brakes at all. No, you, you get off of it. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I would, I would buy that. Wait, so I get why you, people do it. So that's when sick. you, when you go to the track though, like, <laughs> do, like if it's your first time running, do you have to go through some training or like, do they like, cause I would have been hitting the brake if I had a shoot or something. No, obviously you, 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 you know, you, you're slowing down, but you see when you watch the videos of, of these cars, they're yeah. going down the track. You know, once you get like past the quarter mile, they're pulling the chute immediately. Right. I've, I'm sure you've seen there's certain guys that have saved their cars from wrecking by pulling the chute yeah. or straightening their car. Cars losing, going in, you know, from the left lane to the right lane for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, getting out of the groove, um, you know, like cooling oil on, on, on the ground yeah. or whatever the case is. They pull the chute, it straightens the car out. Mm. It's not, well, that, makes it's sense. Not, that doesn't happen. Every, that yeah. doesn't happen every time, but it's not a matter of just putting a chute. You can't just pull a chute. You have to know how to pull a shoot because it can be counterproductive. Oh, like when and where? It's dangerous. You can't yeah. just give a parachute car to somebody and be like, go pull the shoot at the end of the pass. They need to know how to pull the shoot. Uh, 
you know interesting that, that comes with the actual fast cars nowadays it's more of a aesthetic a, yeah like a roof rack on a car it's like <laughs> they put a parachute on the back to you know and some beadlocks on cars that yeah. don't need them uh, damn so you you seem to have a lot of knowledge and most most of it is from your uh experience and years of of building cars and so on so um when did you actually open up a shop on low island like what was the first year you did that um i opened up back in 2010 2010 oh, wow. yeah but you were around before that, of course, right? You um, had... I was just working, like, you know, uh, in out of a garage, okay. you know, like um, um, for somebody else. I was working out of a garage. I've always been into cars, you know, but my own, like, shop that I opened up was yeah. in 2010. So what was your main focus? Like, what was uh, the kind of cars you focused on when you opened up the shop? From the jump, I knew my, my goal was to be not just a shop, you know. I wanted to create something that reached out to my inner child and what I wanted to do and accomplish. And that's why it was very specific with the name I picked. I picked Petroworks mm -hmm. back in 2010, you know, and because I wanted to have a worldwide reach, not just a Long Island customer base or anything. Right. And over, over time, we've uh, been very successful in that, you know. I've picked a good team of guys. You know, I've had guys come and go. You know, it's hard to find people that want to work in today's, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, society like no, nobody wants to it's hard to find employees if you're a shop owner yeah. finding a, a good employee is hard i have a good team of guys that have been with me for 10 years you know um so i'm i'm blessed with that but you know we've built some like good cars but our our goal was always to build not just work on your everyday normal cars do yeah. we do that for our customers absolutely you know if if you come to me and you have your super i'm working on but you also want me to fix your daily driver i'll yeah. do it no problem you know, as a courtesy, so you right. don't have, we have that relationship established. So I want to ask both of you guys this, um, so we don't skip over that topic. Why do you guys feel like it's hard to find workers nowadays or good workers? People who show up to work all the time. Work ethic is a big one. But like with, with the society that like, with the times that we're in right now, like why is it a difficult work ethic? Work ethic. I think a new generation, like the younger generation that's wants to get into this kind of stuff, they don't have a good work ethic. That's it. No one's willing to put in the extra hours or. Or like work hard and just get it done. Everyone's kind of like lazy and just, they don't, I don't know. I feel like they don't work hard. Yeah. Where it's like, if we're going to go work on something, let's say a car that needs to get done. Like, and we're like, okay, it's got to be done by tonight. Right. Like they're just like, oh, I'll just finish it tomorrow. But you don't think it you comes know? from somewhere? Like but it the, stems from but somewhere. The, but if I, if I do it, the real answer is not actually work ethic. The real answer is social media. Social media yeah. has ruined a lot of people's um, ability to think clearly. So when somebody goes to a job, a nine to five job that they're not proud of, or that they're not, they don't like, or they assume their peers are not going to be accepted of, they try to rush through their job. They're not proud of the job they do. They don't want to show it. They don't want to be, they're not prideful of it because they see something on social media that shows them, oh man, this guy is working somewhere else. This guy's working at a vinyl shop. Yeah. This guy's working at a performance shop. Mm. This guy's, this guy's working at a regular shop or this guy's working at CVS or whatever the case that may be. And they don't take pride in that, you know, that craft. Mm -hmm. They want to get out the door five o'clock. They're gone, you know, and they're going to do whatever they can to please an audience that clearly does not care of their success or where they need to be in life. And that's the problem. Social media. I was going to say that, but that, I didn't think we we're going to go that deep. But that's, <laughs> well, that that's is very true. That's the core, yeah. though. I mean, if we're going to go like if you really dive deep, that's that is what it is. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times do you true. guys go through your social media feed and you see a person that's maybe influential or something asking their audience, what car should I buy? 
What color should I get? Mm-hmm. You know, what wheels do you guys like better? No. Get the car you want. Get in whatever color you want. Put the wheels you yep. want on and then post a picture. Don't ask people what they want you to <laughs> yeah. have. Have what you want, right. what makes you happy. And then move forward, you know, with showing who you are. And that's why I think it affects a lot of people's, you know, ability to produce for businesses to work because business owners, we have a certain a need, you know, we need to meet certain goals. We need to be able to produce for our customers mm-hmm. and we can't do that when there's this entire like cloud looming over our customers, you know, and yeah. their expectations. And then on top of that, when you're trying to find employees that want to work. Yeah. So that's why I'm blessed with who I have and my team. We've been building things a certain way for the longest time, you know? Right. And we've been successful this many years. We're still around. We're still doing awesome things. And I feel like we're probably one of the only shops in New York that has nationwide recognition on very different media outlets Mm -hmm. over the years. I'd agree. So how many employees do you have working with you right now, like at at this shop? Well, uh, I keep my operation small because it's very, very difficult for me. Yeah to get an employee just to rush a car out because I'm working on cars that we actually take pride in. Yeah. The difference is when we build a car, I am there with the owner racing the car and encouraging to race the car. Mm. I am there while they're testing their cars on the street. I'm not hiding at home. I'm not doing anything. I want to showcase the cars that we have. And a lot of our cars speak for themselves. Right. So, you know, when it comes to modded cars, you know, there's always ups and downs. There's always like stories. There's always things that, you know, break down on the highest level of motorsports. Right. You have a car that's, you know, modified. You need to make sure you have all the bugs, you know, worked out on any car. It doesn't matter what kind of race program you have from the smallest to the biggest. But people forget. They think their car comes out. It should be perfect. If you're doing a build, (laughs) it's never perfect. Is things going to go wrong? Absolutely. You know? Um, these cars before they're even produced, your your super before it was even produced. Yeah. How many years did it go through? Um, you know, R and D before they even mm-hmm. put it out. True. And over here, we're we're like little shops, just ripping it apart, completely changing it, and what customers gonna expect? Nothing's gonna go wrong. Yeah. You know. No, that's true. Fair enough. That, that is very true. Yeah. So at the time when you first opened up, did you have any like? Because you already had the super when you first opened the shop, no, didn't you? I oh, did you not. Didn't. So what was your first car like? What was the car that actually put you? I don't want to say put you on the map, but like your fastest car that you had at the time. Like a well, shop fastest car, you know? car at the time. So if you go back to 2010, it was a lot different. Um, okay. Social media wasn't as big. It wasn't, you know, like things like you, you didn't have access to all of that stuff. Right. So you weren't really seeing it. You enjoyed the scene more. Mm-hmm. You know, when guys went out, they would compare cars. Nobody was pulling up draggy slips. Nobody was pulling each other's Instagram up to study the car before they said yes to a race. People mm-hmm. would go to a parking lot see a car that they thought they liked if they appreciated it you would line up you would race have fun see who's who's faster you know um i've had all all types of cars you know coming up um i had a terminator 03 cobra you know i I remember seeing that on the the white one i didn't know that yeah i've 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 raced that car i've raced a lot of people in long island with that car and a lot of people cried because of that car (laughs) then i had an sc300 after that i had 2j that's where i got the 2j bug Mm. You know, oh, that was it. And uh, the, uh, the, the S300 did, <laughs> did the same thing. You know, I, I've I have videos of racing Vipers and all these other cars. You know, back in the day, because I was always look up to like the exotic car. You always want to punch higher. 
You know, right. you get something, you want to punch hard, you want to keep moving up the ladder. You know, and at that time, I didn't have everything that I have now. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is like aspiration for me to go. But in the meantime, you know, I used what I had. I was happy and contempt and working with what I had. And I'm so glad I did that because I learned something. My shop is, we're not parts changers, you know. A lot of shops will open up and say they're a performance shop. But what are they doing? They're, they're buying an intake, a mm-hmm. downpipe, exhaust, and uh, uploading a tune. And they're a performance shop. They just did a build. You know, that's not a build. That's not a performance shop. That's okay. That's a performance car. Right. You did performance upgrades. Um, you open up a catalog and put parts in the car. You know, we've been building cars. We've built pretty iconic cars to New York specifically. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. you know, you don't build with a catalog. We literally took a car and made it something and made it something special that right. actually works. What was the first car, though? Because I know you, you did Reeves' car as well, right? Well, Reeves' car is iconic. Everybody knows that car. Now, anybody anybody that's in the scene in New York knows that 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 335 with the 2J. We were yeah. the first ones on, in the world to put a, a 2JZ in the car. The story behind that is is hilarious. Like, Reef loved that kid. He talks a lot. So <laughs> we were going to Texas 2K, and um, he was... He had some kind of like a, a bet and deal going. But before before the 2J, he had one of the fastest N54 um, cars. He was running with N54 Auto Tranny in his... The motor that was originally in that car. Yeah, and, it, and nobody could believe it. N54 is like pretty much uh, uh, the nickname for that car is Misfire. Like yeah. that, that car misfires no matter what. You look at it <laughs> the wrong way, <laughs> you close the door too hard, the car's going to get a misfire when you turn it on. Yeah. You know, like that, that N54 platform is very hard. There's a lot of shops that don't work on that. A lot of tuners that refuse to tune that car yeah. because a lot of problems that come with it, you know, and mm. they don't want the headaches of being blamed and going back to social media and how rampant it is. It's very easy for people to s- spread misinformation, Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not as easy for people to talk about good accomplishments, to talk about yep. like good things and, and thing. Uh, we need to bring a positive attitude to the community because it'll help the community. But what people don't realize in the new generation and everything like that is that Everybody feeds off of negativity now, and everybody wants to jump on a bandwagon. If you got one person talking some kind of ill about something, nobody's asking for the actual questions. Okay, what is the specifics? You're saying somebody sucks. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you actually the customer? Did you actually have an experience? Then you got 20, 30 other people jump in saying whatever lie that they want to say or anything out of emotion because they want to be part of the controversy. Right. The bigger you are, the harder this gets. The more well-known you are, the more difficult this is, you know. Um, but that comes, that comes with the territory. There's no, there's no problems about it. You just have to be smart, you right. know, and, and mm-hmm. how you handle that. And you have to be able to understand, you know, what, what it is. And you have to be able to adapt and change with the times, you know. Um, so, you know, Reef's, Reef's car, when we put it together, he was talking about, you know, with the N54, we had a thing, and yeah. we had to take, we had to beat a California car that was showing up to Texas 2K. Reef is like, yo, what do we do, this and this? We decided to go DCT on the car because his auto tranny would not hold the power. Okay. Chris Miller wasn't building trannies at the time. Right. You know, he didn't so have we, pure, uh, yeah, pure, 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 right. yeah. He wasn't building trannies at the time, so we didn't have that option. Um, so we're like, okay, let's put a DCT. Let's see if it'll hold more, more power. We couldn't get the DCT tuning done properly nobody could get us help us with like the like you know get it dialed in properly for what we were trying to put down we we're trying to put down 800 at the time yeah all right Reef, this is not working texas 2k was literally six days away and when i say six days we had to ship the car like on the trailer going to texas i had to get there too from new york 
um, we were like, Reef's like, yo, what, what do I do? You know, I, I need to be able to showcase something. I was like, yeah, we're going to just pull all, like, you know, all-nighters and we're going to put a 2 during this thing. He's like, are you, he's like, are you serious? <laughs> that is I'm like, crazy. That's something you'd say, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going to put a 2 during this oh, thing. We put no a 2 during the thing. We put a manual transmission in the car. We slapped it together. He took that thing to Texas. Nobody wanted to race him. You know, and, and he, he did damage. Instead of racing cars in his group, yeah. you know, like he was racing guys. You, uh, you know, um, I'm sure you know Yachty and the guys from like Jersey. They did run like New Jersey 2K. He had, he had a vet, Mustang. These guys, are, these guys are like cool guys. These are like the hardcore race guys. These mm -hmm. are the guys that understand fast cars, understand, you know, how it goes. That group of guys, those are the guys you want to be around when you're racing. Right. You know, because they understand anything can go. They respect the cars, the speed the road and anything can go down yeah mm -hmm. reef reef punched so much higher he was racing twin turbo mustangs and i'm t when i say twin turbo mustangs he's racing twin turbo automatic mustangs and giving wow. them you know a race and this was awesome and everybody saw that that's why the car went viral mm. you know what year was this though this was this was a, a years ago wait man. i seen that. i remember that video yeah yeah at least yeah. four or five years ago i remember that video five years ago I thought it was like before. Yeah, it was like a thousand horsepower Mustang or something. It's or? been a while. Like, you know, we, we've done that car for a, a while now. Now the car is auto. He wants to switch focus. Okay. He wants to do a little bit of uh, dig racing. So we're setting mm. the car up for, for dig racing on, on, on that. On yeah. the 2J? On, on, on 2J, on auto. We're going to dig race that car on the street. What kind of trans? Hmm? Yeah. What kind of trans? What kind of trans? Yeah. You have to ask him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so the thing, the thing with that is though, like I don't really normally see a lot of Mark Four or Two Js uh, racing or from from a dig in the East Coast, okay. or at least at all. I, I feel like ever. Well, yeah. before they're, they're before, big on roll racing. So when, when I when I first started, I got the Super because that was one of my childhood cars. That was my, one of my dream cars. When mm -hmm. I was able to make that dream a reality, I yeah. did. And a lot of guys, unfortunately, the MK4 guys, they hide their cars. The value is so high. Nobody wants to race them. I don't give a shit. I race my car all the time. I drive it. I can drive it 600 miles to an event, race it, and drive it home. Right. You know, the car puts on a lot of horsepower, but it works. You know, mm -hmm. the car works. It's proven. Anybody that knows it respects it for that reason. It's a real street car. Even though I have a lot of people saying that, oh, it's not a street car. It's a drag car, this and that. No, you know, it's a street car. It's, I got leather seats. I got power, you know, power leather seats. Right. Um, I, I took the back seats out. That doesn't mean I gutted the car. <laughs> put, yeah two nitrous bottles in and way more than the the back seats that I took out, you know, and like it's got right. more weight. So it's not, not, yes, I get it. It's not, it's not a race car, you know? Well, what's the difference between a drag car and a street car? Oh, God knows. I don't know. I don't know how so to today's standards. I mean, what, what, what is it like? Because you have a parachute now? Like, is that mean? No, like, <laughs> like, like drag cars are built like purpose built drag cars are built to complete either if they're racing an eighth mile or a quarter mile. Okay. So they're built for that. They're geared mm. a certain way. They're, you mm, know, okay. their tuning is done a certain way. Right. My car's never seen a drag strip. You know, I don't... Never? I mean, it has for oh, shows okay. and I've been putting things, but my car was never set up for drag, you know? Got and you. My, okay. my tuner is Alpha from Induction Performance. Right. You know, um, he's an awesome tuner and he actually yells at me. He never get... I never let him put revisions on the car. I'm like, yeah, it's fine the way it is. Who cares? You know, <laughs> just like you put, put the boost in because being a shop owner... You're so busy, you don't get time to work on your own stuff. You got to work on your customers' cars. You never make time for your own stuff. Is my car at 100% potential? It is. No, it's just slapped together, like, project that I put together on my own, and it's the fastest. I got a lot of guys flying people in from all over the place trying to beat this car, and they haven't been able to, you know? And I, I haven't even really put the car out there to, like, 
beat my own record, right. which I could easily do if I wanted to. So who's coming close to your record? Well, Nobody. Like, <laughs> what's the difference in, in, uh, who's in the, trap Who's the next in line? Yeah. I, think the, I think the next fastest trap speed of any Supra, probably 177 or 178. And you're where? 182. Is that a... I know, I know the mile per hour seems like... Yeah, a, that's what I was about to say. It, it is seems it like, like close. Is that hard to do that Basically, if you look at a, a race, I think from, I guess, math is like one car, like one mile per hour is two car lengths. One mile per hour. So that's if the car's doing, if the, if the cars, that's a lot. That's a lot if the cars do side by side, <laughs> yeah, you know, racing. If one is finishing at one eighty, one is finishing at one eighty one. Yeah, the one eighty one cars are two, two cars, cars ahead. And the other guys at what one seventy? That's that's not the accurate math, but but a rough just estimate. rough rough like, estimate. Even a car length though, that's right. Still, and that's 10 cars. and just yeah. just so just so you could get like wow. a better idea of like um so and the general audience of like with race motive and the roll racing, the general rule of thumb is, uh, whatever you do in the quarter. If you roll race the car, you're going to do 15 miles per hour more in the 1,600 feet, give or take. So when you see all these guys running a certain mile per hour in a car on, at race motive, subtract 15 miles per hour, that's what the car should do in the quarter. Okay. And knowing a mile per hour in the quarter gives you a very good sense of what the ET is mm-hmm. on the car and where it stands. So when people throw around a number like, 182. Yeah, you got maximum guys doing 182 on the Bell Parkway every day. That doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't mean their car is going to do ET, you know? Yeah. Doing it in 1,600 feet is That's not the, easy. Yeah. And doing it in 1,600 wow. feet in a stubborn platform, an outdated platform, is not easy. An H pattern, rear wheel yeah. drive car, you know, without any electronics, any of like the new fancy electronics, not easy. It's, yeah. it's a handful. That's the one thing I'm always confused about, actually. If you run a fast quarter mile time, right, mm-hmm. and your trap speeds are higher, doesn't that matter on what, like, like how much traction you're getting? Well, well, if you're running quarter mile and your trap speed is, like, varies, like, slightly over ET, and you see right. a lot of people comparing time slips, like, yeah. um, quickest and fastest, you know, my, my fastest time, you know, based, like, on ET or, like, you know, my quickest time based on mile per hour or whatever the... Right, the, right. Whatever basis that people are using, you know, if you're... If you're losing, if you're spinning a little bit more, uh, you know, out of uh, right. your 60 foot is less, your ET is going to be lower. I mean, you're like higher. I'm sorry. Right. Like, you know, you're not going to do as good of a time, but you're going to run more faster mile per hour. I don't already, understand how that works already, though. Because you're already moving. You're already rolling. The spinning is creating speed, or like generating Got you. Okay, rotational so speed. Up. Right, right. So right, as right. the tire is spinning, you're already creating momentum, forward momentum. Yeah. That's preventing you from getting the distance down. But your end speed is going to be faster because the wheel is spinning down the hill faster. So basically at that point, you'd have to look at your 60 foot and kind of get that down perfectly in order to get that time. Like I don't, have- I don't necessarily think people, in, when it comes to drag racing, yeah. care as much about mile per hour. They care right. more about the ET. It's, ET oh, matters yeah. more. But if you mile per hour a, does factor in because, you know, the people use that as a benchmark. Too, that's to what I'm saying. Right. How healthy the car is running, how good, it, you okay. know, how good it's going down the track. But it's not something that... You know, there's too many factors that come into play gotcha. to, to be able to answer that properly. There's way too many, you know, platforms that are set up differently that, yeah. that could be very different outcome. But just giving you like a general rule of thumb, like a general idea is 15 miles per hour more when you're roll racing mm-hmm. and less, less problems on your drivetrain. You know, when True. you're dig racing a car, you're breaking anything and everything that's the weakest link. When it comes to roll racing, it's more forgiving. You're already on a roll. You're not putting as much shock onto the car. 
a lot of people say it's gay it's it's not good you know <laughs> it's you know whatever it's because it's easier there's no skill involved and everything like that yeah i, I get it but guess what it's a huge platform you know it's something that's going to grow nobody has a racetrack to race around the newer generation doesn't even care to build a drag car everybody wants to build street cars everybody's true influenced you know by other people you have on your podcast people look up to them think only because their biggest accomplishment is to have a fast car on the street you know mm. and that's it that's what they that's what they're true. they're showcasing to the new york community that's who the youth is looking up to oh this guy has a fast street car you know right doesn't go to the track doesn't do anything like that you know just side by side racing you know dig racing on the street fine cool you you know that's fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah but that's why this platform is growing every single day and every time race motive throws an event every year that they close out next year is bigger and bigger and bigger i should go yeah i, I definitely when's the next one uh the next one i believe is in april okay so that's after nobody texas nobody 2K. really does anything like if you're smart you don't really do anything in march because the entire racing community is in texas for texas right. Mm. right so up so, until then basically nothing right now was going on up until everything's texas happening 2K. down south you you go florida. to florida brandington victor and, and the induction crew they're killing they were throwing some of the best events you know down south so like you said about younger generation looking up to people who have fast street cars doesn't it take the same amount of money though to do like let's say if it's a hundred thousand dollars to build a really fast street car like absolutely absolutely like nowadays with with what it is it's like you come to a stopping point for example you have an mk5 super right you do the basic math there's only so much you can do before you hit a wall yeah and you know that the next threshold to cross over is you gotta drop big money on the table you know like the next point after you get to a certain point with a, a bolt-on Supra, yeah. you put all the bolt-ons on and you put a single turbo kit, you're making some power, whatever. What's the next step? You want to be faster. You know, what do you got to do? Training, motor, you know, fuels like um, the ice ice box mm -hmm. and all these uh, accommodating my tuning. And then at, at that stage, get ready to brake. So if you cannot do it twice, if you mm -hmm. cannot pay for a motor two times, if you cannot pay for a motor two times um, uh, you know transmission two times and if you cannot support the mods that you're putting in two times over you shouldn't be doing it two times yeah because anything, like at, at that stage anything can happen yeah you know you can you can have a motor failure what are you going to do you know um what i see personally is a lot of people will build a car as i spoke about earlier for their audience so now they build a car they got this motor they spent twenty thousand dollars on a fully built b58 motor they're out there the car has a failure the motor breaks now they feel the shame that they're in this predicament yeah now they have this image to uphold and keep what do they do they're gonna struggle and go out of their way to get another motor and they don't have the money to do a 20 20 now they're sour now they want to create a story uh, like something why it went to, wrong to get some yeah. kind of you know yeah. instead of knowing for themselves that you know anything can happen you yeah nobody bats an eye when it comes to the biggest stage in motorsports and that's where we should look because everywhere if you're learning as a person you always have to look above you learn your lessons and apply them so you can come to the same level you can never move up in life if you're not learning the lessons that you need to learn to move up and accept the failures that you need to accept before you move up a lot of these guys refuse to look up in the highest levels of motorsports and the people that are competing on the top of the game 
right. have spare motors laying around, have spare trannies, have an entire race program where they have an extra car pretty much <laughs> and a full team because they expect it doesn't matter. You can right. have a million dollar race program. You will have an engine failure. Does that mean you suck? Absolutely not. Right. That's a reality of building fast cars, you know, but the definition of fast cars today has been skewed and messed up so much. You know, everybody thinks they have a fast car now. You know, draggy times have ruined that, you know, right. thing like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People are like, obsessed I, with it. You know, yeah. uh, people, you know, want to put this image that, you know, there's fast cars and then there's fast cars. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe the new generation hasn't looked up yet to see where the fast cars actually sit. They don't look for the aspirations. Yeah. I'm not saying that's everybody, you know, but as far as the general population, that's what I've noticed. I think that goes back to the social media thing, though, because I think all you got to do is just go outside, go to events. I went to World Cup finals my first time going, and that really opened up my eyes to a lot, you know, more of what you're saying. Like there's fat, they blew a motor. They're swapping another one in. They're literally building it. As soon as they get off the track, they're putting another motor in. So you're street racing. You got to drop your car off at the shop and, you know, your shit's down. People uh, on social media, like they only see like when the car is out in the streets, but they don't see like what it actually takes to you know, to actually put a new motor in, how much mm, money course. it takes, all that. So I think a lot of what needs to happen is that social media needs to kind of be more on the track, like at the events. Like there has to be a way to have better marketing at the events for people to, to actually see that. So I think that even with this podcast, it kind of helped because I got to interview people there. And um, it's kind of bringing more light to like that kind of scene because... So you are the voice of awareness. So I'm trying to be. You should Not be. me, That's but like, good. you know what I'm saying? Like That's trying to good. bring more awareness to I mean, to if you if you inspire even five guys yeah they talk to their circle and inspire them to do something a little bit different right maybe other people take aspiration from that so you know i i think it's a start and you got to start somewhere right and mm -hmm. i think it's it's good to spread positive awareness you know um the point of this is not to be in competition with anybody or battle anybody no you know, yeah of course yeah you know um the northeast is plagued with people trying to get business by putting others down Ooh. oh they'll be like i hate that i don't know but you know i'd I see your reaction that. because you do have a shop as well yeah and you know and you know the, one of the first things people say is like oh he did this this way he did that he should have done this should have mm. done that i'm the best let me do it this way wrong you know there's so many different ways to build a car so many different ways to do it I believe you're only bad if you do not help your customer when they ask you or something goes wrong. Will something go wrong? Absolutely. Is anybody perfect in any level of motorsports? Absolutely not. Right. doesn't matter what kind of program you have. doesn't matter what your name is. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it for. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be an issue? Absolutely. That's cars. That's the culture of, of cars. You're not going to change it. And that's not even in New York. That's worldwide. You know? And it's life to be honest <laughs> it's, it's what it is what's yeah. sad is i believe the shop owners that do exploit that avenue mm -hmm. oh i fixed this because it wasn't that they're not doing themselves a favor mm -mm. you're not you're not learning you're never going to advance you're not going to move forward you'll get the job in the moment you'll make somebody believe whatever they'll make their five friends believe whatever it is but are you actually really gonna survive Mm -hmm. In the years that I've opened up my shop since 2010, I've seen so many people open and close, open and close, open and close. To this day, I still see new shops hopping up. Like I said, everybody's a performance shop. Open up a Cadillac, throw some intakes and exhaust on the car. Yep. 
So how do you keep a shop open in New York? Because things are expensive now, and it's not like it was before. Oh, they're not. They're not even. Get, it's not even getting. I mean, like the economy is really bad right now. You okay. know, the the value of a dollar is really down. You know, you got to be smart. You had to think ahead of time. You know, mm. I prepared ahead of time for right. a lot of things, and there's a, a lot of curveballs get thrown to business owners in New York in in general. You know, it's not easy, and um, you know, you gotta be a certain type of strong to survive in New York. And if you do survive in New York, you know, New York is the capital of the world. If you tell, go anywhere in the world and tell people name a city, a city in any state in the, you know, U.S., one of the first cities they're going to name is New York. So if you are strong and have a positive, strong foot in New York, you're, you're on the forefront of, you know, leading the industry yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. Do you agree? I do. Heavily. Yeah. I feel like you, you've, uh, you've been burned a couple of times. You were like, Oh, before about the whole, uh, um, I'll give you a hug after this Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I didn't know you were like this deep, bro. He's like spitting yeah, some, I'm some like, good stuff. Are, yeah, I don't know. Some, Every time I talk notes. to you, it's like, uh, it's always like cars, you know, but you, it's full of we, wisdom. Think, we think alike. I mean, you know, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, that's why I'm like, you know, yeah, it's wild. You gotta, keep, never, you gotta keep a lot of cards to yourself. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people there's a lot of things that people see on social media or there's a lot of people will talk in group chats, mm-hmm. especially in group chats that I I'm not part chats. of. I yeah. Hate group yeah. Chats, yo. You know, if somebody has to say chats. something, they're yeah. never going to say it in a group chat that I'm, I'm part of, yeah. you know, I find that funny, but even in that, that person loses merit. So there's no point in even addressing them. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, but in, in like the thing, you got to keep a lot of things to yourself. So I know you, you you're kind of surprised you hearing me say this, yeah. but, that's that's one of the reasons I don't really I'm not really outspoken about what I do for my business and how I'm generating my income. Everybody can assume yeah, but it's not even that. Want. I feel like it's more just like um, the way you operate in your mind, yeah, and right. you just apply it to business. That's how I am. I I I like work on myself as a person and mm-hmm. I apply that to my business. Right. But working at that level, you become a good business owner because right. you're considerate. You know, you care for the people and right. your craft. Right. And that's, that's what takes you far, you know? I have a very impressive educational background as well, so I didn't just become a shop owner. Do you? I do. Really? Oh, we're not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> no. well, I didn't know that. He's been kind of helping me out with a lot of the mindset stuff because I like the group chats, the, the people that people you surround yourself with, like all that stuff matters. But if you, like he said, if you work on yourself, then everything else will flow around you too. And, yeah, you absolutely. Know, everything will go up with um you, so. you were talking i forgot what, what you were mentioning before but yeah when people talk about other like if you're in the same yeah, industry trying to put your pot, yeah put your shop down and I, i've dealt with that i'm sure he's, he's been in it longer but you deal with that a lot where you have another shop that talks shit about you to make them better but like when i see that anytime i walk into any shop or i meet someone that's a shop owner or whatever the case is if they're talking about someone else that like for me is like red flag yeah it's like that's an insecurity on your end that means that you don't know if your work is good or like whatever it is like why are you trying to steal from other people or whatever it is like there's so much work to go around in new york i feel yeah that it's like nobody's it's ever if gonna you, if you guys talk to any of the shop the big shop owners the mature shop owners mm-hmm. the successful shop owners in new york i'm friends with all of them you yeah. ask them hey you know and we're all competitors and it's so funny because the general public doesn't know but like we all share phone calls together we all talk about each other's customers if they need help i help them mm-hmm. if i need help they help me we give each other heads up i get i get calls from other shop owners hey mo just a heads up about this and this and this customer thank you you know i do the same for them mm-hmm. extend the same courtesy 
one thing I won't do is somebody walks into my door and says, this and this person messed up my car, this and this. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Because mm -hmm. I already know the type of energy they're going to bring, the type uh -huh. of expectation they have. And the Northeast is littered with drama and this negativity and this, this backpedaling. And yep. I, I don't understand and I don't see it. And as I explained earlier, you know, I've done a lot. I've been on a lot of like top publications when it comes to automotive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they've showcased my shop, my ability, my car. You know, we've been on uh, there's there's an Amazon Prime show coming out about the car. Really? You know, yes. Wow. Um, that's going to be coming out uh, hopefully first quarter. It's in production. Nice. You know, um, we're going to be we're working on a movie as well. That's going to come out sometime next year a as well. A movie. Yes, a movie. Um, so, you know, those things are all things. And. <laughs> but we've been we've been doing this for a while where we've traveled with the car, we've showcased it, we've done things and you know, we would think this inspires other people to do more. I love to see everybody successful, mm -hmm. not just myself, you know. Um but it's sad that people don't think like that. There's a lot of egos that people cannot put aside. Yeah. You know, um I applaud all my friends, all the other shop owners successes i called them hey that was awesome can you please tell me how you did this or that give me pointers i learn every day yeah i don't i don't pretend or think i want to know everything you know mm -hmm. but when you give respect you get respect back and you build a stronger team you bring a stronger thing the stronger i am the better product i'm giving to my customers you know and i think they would appreciate that right and the customers that appreciate that are the ones that i want mm -hmm. the ones that i want to work with yep. you know you know, you don't want to work with people that are easily influenced by any like bandwagon talk yeah. with, with no substance, no real, you know, like girth behind it. Like, you know, that, okay, that's is real. This is a reality. Mm -hmm. Nobody can ever tell you that, oh, I had this problem, but Mo did not help me fix that issue. Yep. That's never a reality. That's never been the case. You know, Fair. That's actually very fair. Yeah. Because... I don't know if you know. He built my Mustang. Really? Yeah. yeah twin turbo. Yeah. He built the, most, the Mustang. And it's crazy. He's very extra. Like, I just want to say this. You know, he's like, yeah, I want the exhaust out the hood. I want yeah. titanium. I want it colored. He's I want this. Well, like he, like he said before. No, it's okay. Though. It's good. It's, it's what good. I want. That's what I like. I love it. That's I love the like. car. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That's what no, I, that's that's what I love. I love the car. The and it's his style. But like, see, that's what I'm saying. He came to me and he's like, I want all this crazy stuff. Right. You're not, I'm not opening up a catalog and getting any of this stuff out of a catalog. Not at all. He's like, this is my vision. This is what I want. See you later. Bye. Left. Came <laughs> back and he sees the car. He's like, sounds like him. shit. Yeah. This yeah. is it, you know? No, it's true because I, I had a Pro Charger on it. Remember we did the Pro Charger kit? Then yes. we did the turbos and then like it's not really compatible. What car is it? So Mustang. Uh, just so, you know. Cause 2013 Mustang. Okay. So I had a Pro Charger. Coyote. Blew, yeah, Coyote, Coyote. Blew up the motor. And then uh, we put a motor in it or whatever it was. And then I did turbos after. In mm. the kit, when you do the Pro Charger kit, like there's some parts that get changed out. Okay. And the twin turbo kit wasn't really compatible, but they, he didn't even, he was just like, yo, Man, I, I, I want to make it work. Mustangs, I got so some I stuff Mustangs. I got to do. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Just get it done. <laughs> but so that's one thing that I've always noticed about the cars in your shop. You always have like these crazy swaps and you were doing it for a while. Right. So before there was like, I don't even know if there was a lot of R&D behind some of these like swaps in these cars, but like, how did you, like, how do you figure this stuff out with any, any platform? You got to be smart. <laughs> like, ba no, bas basically, it's very simple. Every car 
it's it's a very basic idea behind it. Yes, the new cars have so many electronics, so many yeah, like you know different different things. Now they have direct injection, you know, and all right, this extra right, stuff right. going on. Like you know, like the, the fuel pumps are different now. Everything is different. Like the really? technology is advancing for the better. Uh -huh. mm. But the idea behind a car and going fast or even working is very basic, very simple. It goes back predates to when was the first cars were designed yeah you know you have a drive line that needs to move forward the only way you can move forward you know you need to have a you know fuel air and like the, the, the supporting, basics the, the, the basics. fundamentals yeah the basics if you have the basic knowledge down good the engineering aspect of what works and what doesn't and you pay attention you can work on any car right you right. know and it's that simple when it comes to one thing i've always been curious it might be a little not too technical but um don't you have to have a certain kind of placement down for transmission? Like let's say if your if your car is a manual, right? Doesn't your car have to be in a certain position or like the shifting so it doesn't, you know, break or anything like that? No. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's not. It's not about a certain like thing. It's because wherever the the shifter lands in the car, right, in the seating position, if you're sitting here and the shifter's up here, you know you're gonna have a hard time shifting. If the shifter hole is here. It depends on where the engine placement is on a car. Do you have to put a plate between sometimes? No, to... it, it depends. And okay. yes, we fabricate as needed. You know, right. we've done things yeah. where you don't want. Uh, we have to extend shifters because the shifter needs to sit further back, right. Based on the transmission choice right. or whatever the case is, vice versa. It goes case by case basis, chassis by chassis, car mm. by car, tranny by tranny. There's so many different combinations we've done over the years that I can't even. I know keep. it's crazy. Like I didn't even think about that until now. he just like until he brought it up. But like, yeah, you guys were doing a bunch of different swaps and a lot of different cars. Yeah. But like, I think back then, like even for my car, like the S2000. They people were doing um like LS swaps and and two J right. swaps as well, but um there were companies that were making stuff for that. But kits, yeah, yeah, kits. But you did, you weren't using any of those kits, where right? you were just we, doing your we, own thing. For the most part, we make our own stuff. Right. But when there is a kit available, why waste our time? Yeah, if it's already you know because if, if we make something in house, it takes us ten to fifteen hours to do it. For example, if there's a kit available by now, you get you get mm -hmm. the mounts, you get right. the bracket. Right. You still have to execute it. You know, you still have to produce a product. You still have to finish a car. Right. You know, um, make something happen. Yeah. Sometimes so not, it's more not, cost not everything. Yeah. Not everything yeah. needs some crazy ingenuity or anything like that. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, you know. But sometimes when you get a guy like Calvin that drops off his Mustang that wants titanium hood exit dumps just coming out, you, you're not going <laughs> to find that in a catalog, you no. know. <laughs> or, or they drop off a, yeah. a kit that doesn't work and you got to make it work. Um, that was also you know, me. That's that's what you gotta do. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. In the, in the Mustang? Yeah. The twin turbo kit because I bought it used and then there was a bunch of pieces missing. He's like, "Yo, I gotta get a bunch." I was like, "Whatever, man, just make it work." <laughs> Damn. Yeah. We so, haven't done a, we haven't done a project in a while. Yeah. We gotta do something. We gotta we gotta make you like a crazy drift car, right? That's yeah. what you're into. Man. I'm 
I'm ready. Mr. Pro Drift. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I want to be. So, uh, yeah, we had a, he had an episode that we did on like vinyl wrapping. I, I wish it was more dedicated to drifting because I knew nothing about drifting until the episode. Okay. But um, we, we talked about it in the second half of the episode. And um, I feel like it, w- like it should have been its own episode on drifting. Alone. Yo, let me know. Yeah. I'm so we, could, we could definitely run that. Well, drifting, if you got fun. that one coming that's, up. That's going to be the next big thing. Drifting. It's, it's, it's it already upcoming. is getting bigger. Right. But when I say like mainstream, that's gonna be the yeah. next big thing. It's pretty much there. It's yeah, it's so it's, much fun. Drifting is so much fun. Oh, it's such it's a great. it's such a good escape, such a good thing. And I I think with drifting, there's not much ego involved. Well, not that I know of it's in not, that sense, because yeah, everything works. Right. You can have the shittiest shit box yeah. and it works, you know? And that's refreshing because that's what you want to do. It's funny, I was having this conversation at World Cup. Because there was like 40,000 people there. It was so wow. packed there at, at a drag racing event, right? People were like... Because it's one of the best events in, in, in yeah, drag racing. But it was so dope. It was like an experience that I've never like experienced before. I haven't been to an FD event. Um, Neither have I. But I don't know how that would compare to that because I've never been to one. But is there? do you think there's a, a big difference between an FD event or like a big drag racing event? Right now, any... Uh, drifting event that I've been to, I don't think people understand the point structure. That's people, the, yeah. A lot oh, of people we, don't. Yeah, we so if, if I ask you, do you understand how you win around or how you do this? A lot of people do not understand that concept yet. Well, so, he you know, um, <laughs> a lot of people don't understand like, you know, the judging, the scoring and everything right. like that. So they're seeing cool, the cars drifting, throwing a lot of smoke. The guys on the podium finish, they don't even know how they got there. <laughs> you know, true. like they have cool That's cars true. wild swaps you know lots of smoke yeah so when you go to these events there's a lot of like uh merchandise being sold yeah. you know food that's just an atmosphere of being somewhere to do something for mm-hmm. automotive enthusiasts yeah. they got some place to go and hang out for the day right you know um when you go to world cup you know exactly how the, the rules and everything it's pretty because basic, yeah. because it's been grandfathered in Right. It's True. been it's been so long. Yeah. It, so many generations have been passed down from yeah. that is embedded into all car guys. Whether you want to know it or not, you just know you it. Just know because it, yeah. you're True. exposed to it <laughs> yeah. in some wow. in some sense or, or form. You know? Yeah. You might not know it exactly. You might not know how to tree a car. You might not know the difference between a regular tree and a pro tree or anything like that. You right. might not know the difference between, you know, eighth mile, quarter mile, whatever the case is, fine. But the general basis of knowing how a car wins or anything like that, it's very simple. Right. You know, and, and, and most people know that. Drifting, not there yet. You know, and I think drifting needs to be a little bit more mainstream to explain that to people or, yeah. you know, even showcase that more people would take interest. You know, like if, you know, you watch a sport that's easy to understand scoring, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're like, okay, cool. Right. You know, you, you watch something you know, like a sport that doesn't really make sense in regards to how they got the scoring or whatever the case is, you, you don't, you know, you tend to like tune out. You don't want, you're not interested. That's why I feel like those events, um, as far as drifting is concerned, aren't going to be as big as like a drag racing event because exactly what you would just explain. But, they will be, but they will be. Not yet, to combat but they will that, be. Everything starts somewhere. To combat right. that, I think if you go to watch a drag racing event and a, a drifting event, okay. the drag racing event, what he's saying that you can kind of understand how it works Anybody, almost immediately yeah, right where it's the drifting you don't need to understand how it works to have a good time okay like, so you know what i'm saying like like i feel like drifting is such a a cool thing to watch period right like you could bring almost anybody and they're like that's that's cool 
Yeah. You know it's what I'm entertaining. saying? It's, it's very entertaining. entertaining. Right. Have you ever been in a drift car as a passenger? Not yet. I, I, I keep missing like he Bro, goes it's, and it's, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, really I have cool to. Fun. I have to definitely. But actually, drifting that. a car yourself too—that's also that's really, that's really the cool best. Thing. That's the best. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. I'm not really <laughs> there yet, but that's why uh, Calvin's here to help with that. Yeah. I saw you did uh, a video on YouTube with like Hoonigan. Right. Yes, I did. Um, I've done so, several several videos with them. Right. So talk about your affiliation with with Hoonigan. Um. So um, I I developed a good relationship with a lot of like guys that are at at Hoonigan. Um. You know, we've had a lot of fun. They've called me several times to go out west to race race cars with them and just film videos yeah we've done some crazy videos those guys are like very creative you know um very fun environment to be around and you don't have like a pressure or anything to be like oh i need to win or anything because that experience when you're there you're winning whether you're losing or you're winning you're winning right. you know it's just a good environment like those guys are awesome you know drifting i was one of the guys hurt you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 after one of my filmings we got in uh, a rolls royce you know all the yeah in the rolls royce it was awesome <laughs> what? um reef the you know yeah i, I saw you were I in took him out to one of uh our video films. right i Who? think i don't know if you were in the video when he was racing his car yeah i was i was there i was in yeah, the video, was it's the, video a, right? the, the 335 was racing against the mustang right right you know you know we took him out there and stuff like that and you know those guys show a lot of love to the new york crowd mm -hmm. you know they're they're really good guys you know i've i've met travis pastrana through the, you know through that racing legend you know um, so I, I actually raced i actually raced him in a race Really? Yeah, it was pretty. pretty what, is, what does he drive? I didn't even know he. Uh... Yeah, Subaru. He's sponsored by Subaru. Oh, okay. So right, he's right. he's been doing the Jim Jim Cano stuff, you know, with Subaru. Right, right. So he's, That's right. He's, ah, damn, I forgot about that. I'm still thinking about the back in the day stuff. No, he's he's he's, yeah, he's very 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 good driver. Really good guy. You know, we got to race. We got to spend time together. Yeah. And it's really good experience to be able to race on a big stage like that against mm -hmm. a big name like that. Right. You know, and uh, this thing held it down. It did its thing. You know, it was fun. <laughs> When it comes to Hoonigan, how do you, I always wonder how like, like they pick the people to be on like the episodes to race. You have to apply for that or? You don't have to apply. Out? Basically, they, they're looking for people that, you know, have a car like a lot of time people will say, okay, between the West Coast and New York, how many supers are there that they, that they called me to show up to the show? It's because a lot of guys will show up, say they have X amount of horsepower, their car can do this, they can do that you know, and say all these things. But when they show up to the job, the car's broken. It's not doing what it said. It's not making the horsepower it needs to do or doing what it does. Yeah. So they look for the real guys. They look for the people that are going to show up and not waste their production money. Yes. They're not going to show up. They have a time slot allocated a whole day, a production team, you know, set aside so that my super can race Travis Pastrana. He's got his schedule cleared. Subaru's there bringing their car to showcase mm -hmm. to put on a show and my car doesn't perform what it needs to do and it can't be on par with that car yep. it's a bad look for everybody right it's a bad look for production you know what are they gonna do call four other Supras as on standby just just in case one yep. doesn't work yeah. you know in reality that doesn't work right so with that being said they look for people that actually can produce you know that are actually there that are about that life where they show show up proven with, with what they say yeah. that they're going to show up for proven you know mm -hmm. and petro works has been the proven leader of new york for a long time do you know anything about like what their plan is um because of um like content 
as far as content goes because i know they're doing a lot of youtube videos they've, 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 they've had many changes you know i can't really speak too much about you know their future plans or anything of that matter you know that's something that they're gonna put out there or whatever the case is you know um the car community lost you know ken block it was like a huge hit yeah. to everybody that was he like was, the he was like the, yeah, he, yeah he was major he was big time he's a great guy you know um he's up there he influenced a lot of people he yeah he changed a lot of things, you know, people don't realize. But as I was explaining before, you got to look to the top before you can yeah. get up there. You have to learn from everything. Right. You know, everything that he did before he got to the top, you know, all of that trickles down. All yeah. his success is all of our success. You know, everything that we experienced, we don't even realize mm -hmm. we're not giving credit to the right people. It's because sometimes people live in such a small box world that they're not realizing. But people like that deserve a lot of praise, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's unfortunate. You know, his passing was a big hit to the community, you know, very sad thing. And it's very fresh. You know, a lot of people are still feeling it, talking about it. You know, I can't even speak for the families that are close to him and like the friends and how heartbroken they're going to be. But he was a big driving factor in that company, in, in a lot of yeah. things. So I, I know it's difficult time for a lot of people, you know. Right. You got to respect the man and, you know, what he did. Yeah. And then you got to you got to respect everybody else for what they're going to do you know, moving forward. Well said. Well, very well said. Well said. I want to know what that background is. Hmm? <laughs> that, that educational background you got. I'm, I'm curious. This, that was, that was good. Legal. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. I want to know some, some 2J stuff because, uh, I don't know if you knew, uh, you probably did that. The, the record was broken for the world's uh, fastest import. And it was oh, on yeah. a 2J platform. I saw that. that was it? Racing. Yeah. 2JZ. 2JZ powered. I, think I saw right. that. You were kind of cool? there? Yeah, I saw that. Those are drag cars. You know? Yeah, it was drag car, but still it's on a No, no, of course. Yeah. No, that's, that's very impressive. You know, anytime an importer is doing that, and that's because the next generation is carrying over. Right. You know, the Barrett-Jackson 69 Camaro numbers matching cars, that mm. generation is going to die out with, you know, the generation that holds that to their hearts. Because a new generation, what do we care about? We're not, nobody's going out and buying 69 Camaro. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're still buying yeah. them and stuff like that. But our generation is influenced by things that we grew up liking, you know, the mm -hmm. sound of turbos, blow valves, you know, the the two stepping, the the flames. That's what we're infatuated with. That's what we, you know, aspire towards. And yeah, and those kids are grown up now. We got some money, you know, <laughs> we're we're playing with it, and that's why you're seeing import record being broken now. Yeah, it's because now they have the money to show. Mm. You know, before those guys didn't even care. The older generation with those, you know, their big blocks, they didn't care to invest their time into imports because the imports were the nuisance you know they wanted to just dust us off we're like you guys are irrelevant you know you're not you're not a big player in, in this you know like you got a we got a big block we're interested oh you got a four cylinder or you got a six cylinder they don't even want to look or pay any attention to you but with records like that they look at them and they're like okay <laughs> all right you know and they got to give their respect right you have a gtr as well I do. R34. R34. Yes. Okay. So I had R35. I sold them. So why why'd you sell it? I wasn't interested in like the platform. As I told you, you, you hit like a brick wall and certain things, you know, yeah. and like, and to be honest with you, I know this is going to sound very like thing. I like driving my cars, you know, GTR, you sit in it, put it in drive and just go straight. All wheel drive, you know, yeah, the fast, fast GTRs, it takes balls to drive them fast. But right. how many of those fast GTRs actually exist? Not many, 
you know, everybody thinks their GTR is fast because that's the fastest they've gone or experienced. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the really fast GTRs, yes, they're hard to handle. They, you know, they got my respect. You know, but to get to that point, you know, you got to dedicate. Yeah, you, time and money yeah. and everything like that. You know, could I have built my GTR to that point? You have no idea how much time and money I have into my Supra, but I don't build for what the public wants me to build or their approval of me. Mm-hmm. Right. I build what I want and then I let them do whatever they want with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I built a Supra for me. You know, the Supra is what inspired me. I haven't gone auto in the Supra because I like shifting the gears. You know, I like I like doing that. And, you know, my car is a street car. I haven't chose to make it a drag car yet. I don't have a cage in it. I don't have anything and I refuse to do that. And I'm not going to do that because this car, I wanted a, a fast street car and that's what I have. Yeah. And that's what I want to keep. I know it's kind of a cliche, but I figured I'd ask you because I never got a chance to ask you because you've been working on this platform for so long. But did Yamaha have a role in designing this motor? Absolutely, but everybody knows that they did. But it's, it's it was always like a myth, like it was always something that people talked There's, about on so, the forums. So the, the thing is, it's really no like real relevance to look into like a myth or you know like look, yeah. look dig so deep into it. Uh, the biggest problem is is all success is through shared efforts. You know, I can't sit here today and speak I, I, I. I've never done that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I. I've said we, we, we. Mm-hmm. Because you have a team. Right. You know, same goes for the biggest platforms in the world. Toyota had a team, you know, when they put the motors together. Right. Toyota today has BMW behind them. You know, they're putting <laughs> the, you know, the B58 in their, their yeah. cars, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always an effort. So, yes, there's going to be so many people that don't get credit. There's going to be so many people that you get a mention of a credit and it's a myth. You know, it's a sad reality, but that's the world we live in. You know, some people want to control the power, control the fame, control, you know, like to know like, yeah, I did it. Okay, cool. You did it. Good job. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. So how do you feel about the 2J not being in the Supra, the Mark V Supra? Um, I'm fine. I love it. I have a Mark V Supra. So you actually got yours. I remember you had yours before it even came out. You had like a yeah. Early... I had I had one of the first ones. To, right. You know, that I got a call from a good good friend at the dealership, and at the time I was like just buying every car. You know, like whatever. Because, <laughs> Literally, bro. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like so buying they, they, they 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 called me up. They're like, "Yo, we got this uh, 2020 Supra. Do you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be there later." Right? You know, picked up the car. We made our own turbo kit. Wait, wait, the, hold on, hold on. That's how the conversation went. Exactly how it went. So, <laughs> so he just called you up. And it's a big leads, said, bro. <laughs> he said, yeah, he yo, said, we got a super. Do you want it? He said, I got the super. We haven't listed it yet. I said, don't prep the car. Leave it, you know, with all the stickers on it. I said, I'll come pick it up later. He's like, okay, what are we, you know, what? like, what are we doing? I said, I'll be there. Like, what time do you guys close? He's like, I'll close at five. I said, okay, I'll be there around three thirty, four o'clock. He said, no problem. He's like, I'll put the car in the, you know, delivery bay. I said, yeah, just make sure nobody touches anything on the car. That was it. When I mm-hmm. picked up the car. Big boy moves. We put we put a single turbo kit on it. We made our own. Yeah. You know there was no single turbo kits on the market. We put a single turbo kit on the car. Um, we put some you know like fueling on the car that we we they didn't have port injection or anything like that for the car. We made it work. You know like I said we you know yeah we know how the theory of cars work and everything like that. Uh, we made the car work. Uh, right now the car is still on a two port. Um, it's a fully built car. Uh, it's got a you know it's got a pure tr- uh, drivetrain solutions transmission stage in the car. Stage two. Stage three stage three that's yeah. recent though you just put yeah. that in mm-hmm. okay so it's, it's got a converter on it it's got a fully built motor um it's got a big turbo on it. it's a single turbo kit we made everything on the car you know um we put a killer chiller setup on it we were experimenting with trying to be different yeah a little different so we use the air conditioning to cool the intake temps to keep them down instead of really? a nice 
instead of using an ice box. That's cool. How the hell do you yeah. do that? How, yeah. How does that work? Um, well, you basically, you, <laughs> no, basically, what you do is you use Freon and you run the Freon through to the intake oh, manifold I to see. cool it down. So I when see. we turn the Freon on, like the intake manifold is iced. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. They, they the offer kill chillers for many different platforms. Really? Yeah. So is we, that new to you, bro? That's new to me. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing for the Supra. I think people are no, just No, I mean, they don't it. make it for a Supra, but that doesn't mean you can't make it work. Uh-huh. <laughs> that works, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's great. So have you uh, announced this, or does anybody know about this setup? Or We haven't. I've been, I've been so busy yeah. with like different ventures and different things in my life going on right. that I've, most of my concentration has been on my, my, my Mark IV Mark Supra. Mark IV Supra, right. Um, I am, you know, it's it's proven the fastest car it's been running you know consistently the fastest there's been a lot of guys that have been trying to come up and beat mm-hmm. the car you know nobody's nobody's come close to beating it yet you know um this this year i did off the trailer pass on the car earlier in the year beat my own record did the 182 put the car you know literally Wait, back. what yeah first pass out. first pass first pass off did the, you even did you even like mess no with test pass nothing first pass off the trailer 182 parked the car said i'm done you know because that. the wow. the cars the cars a handful i have crashed the car at, at the track really really yeah, it, you know it could have been a very bad crash you know i crashed on the top of third gear it was well into like 145 that's at pocono? Hmm? at pocono at pocono yeah my my head gasket lifted when the head gasket lifted all the cooling shot onto oh, my shit. front tires Damn. and there's nothing wow. i could do i i did save the car as best as i could and i think we put the car back together because that race was um late september if i'm not mistaken yeah i gotta look for the videos like late september um and we had to ship the car out for fl2k i, I got the car ready again oh, shit. uh in like five six days you know put it on the truck and tested it at fl2k at the track wow to make sure it went straight yeah and we made it to round two elimination. That was pretty good. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That yeah, so, you know, um, wild. so this car has been taking a lot of my attention, you know, but I feel like I've done what I need to do with the car. Mm-hmm. And until somebody beats my record of 182, I think I'm going to this season put my efforts into the MK5. Right. And that I'm going to start showcasing to everybody what it can do. The car's already making close to a thousand horsepower with no nitrous on just boost only. Meth? No, no math. No math. I have a fuel system in the car now. So with this, um, with the system you have for, for cooling, uh, how much did it take the temps down? Well, the, the, the temps are below ambient temps. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, so it's, it's a good thing. We're going to perfect the system a little bit more right. to get the temps to be, you know, e- even less. Um, you know, we're going to put a different valve in the, in the car because right now you still get like 50% air conditioning inside the car. We don't want any air conditioning going inside the car. We want all of it going into the motor. Oh, wow. You know, to, to cool it down. We're going to yeah. change it up a little bit. Like I said, we haven't put enough time into Damn, into that development. But the car, you know, the way it sits, it's very fast. And that's just my, you know, around town. Mike body tuned the car. Oh, I just, yeah, he was just on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike body tuned the car. We uh, street tuned the car. Um, yes. What, uh, do you know the fastest MK5? Mike body. Mike body. Oh, Damn, I don't know. The, the guy within the car. I don't know nothing about like, oh, supers, Yeah, the, the guy who's in my car has the fastest one. The guy oh, was in the car. MK5. Like, oh, yeah, he's on, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's on a bigger turbo, six-port setup. You know, I have my full interior. Also. What's his, uh, and that's like trap speed we're talking? He's the fastest in terms of trap speed at Pocono? The what? Oh, no, no. No, he's, he's never ran at Pocono. Fastest quarter. I don't, is he fastest uh, trap? 
fastest Supra and quickest? Yeah. Yeah. My body's the guy that does the Subarus too, right? Yes, STI Mikey. Okay. Yeah. I don't Those, know from, I didn't a, know he did, that's a drag dedicated yeah, I didn't know he did car. Supras. Wow. Yeah, so he's I know with I know Supras. the name from yeah, I know the name from Supras. That's a, you know, that's a it's a drag car. Okay. But there's the way he's built that car, he could literally throw it on Pocono Raceway and, and beat that record easy. Yeah. You yeah. know, for the Mark V. Right. Easy. No problem. Yeah, so those cars, cars are fast, you know? And so next year you want to pay some more attention to that and try and do that in MK5? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put more attention into the thing. And I think I'm going to jump back into uh, drag racing this year coming up. Really? really? Yeah. I'm waiting for drifting. So I'll leave that up to you. All right. <laughs> are you ever going to be a drifter? Are you ever going to get into drifting at all? I'm going. I'm definitely going to. I've a lot of friends, you know, like uh, thing, and they're always like, you know, egging me to get into drifting. Right now, my drift car I gave to Reef, so he can he can mess around with it. Really? What? What's yeah, the S14 car? with an LS. S14 with an LS. Yeah. Damn. Kooky S14 with an LS. I I don't have time to play with that. Is that the one you had a while, like a long time? Yeah. That same right. one. That's it. He's 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 setting it up for drifting now. Oh, shit. He's gonna he's gonna play around with that because. I don't believe in cars sitting and just collecting dust. If they can be used, I got friends I can use them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you yeah, I, I, I know. My cars. <laughs> yeah. I remember you, uh, actually, I think it was, I brought my super to your shop when I was having an issue from Toyota. What loaner car did you get? <laughs> you were like, yo, if you want to take the super, man, like, I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. And that was yeah. already making power. I was yo, like, no, there's, there's so many stories. I give, I give out, I give <laughs> out my cars to everybody. You gave me a car one for like the, a month, bro. One of the funniest, <laughs> one, one of the funniest stories is I had a customer drop off an E63 to me for yeah. some work, work on the car. I was getting bigger turbos and things like that. I'm like, okay, no problem. I was like, here, take my GTR, yeah, the R35. So you take my GTR. It was full bolt on E85 car. What, a 10-3 car? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. stock motor, stock tranny, whatever. Give him the car. I'm like, okay, go ahead, drive the car around. He calls me the next day. I think I gave him the car on like a Friday. He called me on Saturday. And he sounds like, thing. he's like, yo, how do I use this car? This and this. I'm trying to launch it and it's not launching properly. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, where? He's like, you got to tell me quick. I'm at, the, I'm at the staging lane, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm up next. I don't know. He's like, my first pass, the car just went into lit mode. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, what? Bro, Bro. drag strip with my car? No way. I was I'm like, I haven't even taken to the drag strip. I'm like, okay, this is what you got to do. How long are you? <laughs> And then I'm like, and I explained to him, I was like, how long are you, are you sitting, you know, on, you know, like on, on, on break and, and gas? Because he wasn't even staged at the second beam and he's already like doing it. You overheated the transmission yeah, yeah. before he even got a chance to, to go. And he didn't know how to stage the car. So I explained to him how to stage the car. He can't stay on, you know, on, on launch control that long. Yeah. And he needs to, you know, give, give it time without a train. He's going to overheat. He's going to go into limo. He did it. Called me. Called me back. Oh, thank God. He's like, you made me look bad. I said, I made you look bad. <laughs> He's like, you don't know how to drive the car down the drag strip. At least you would have told me. But yeah, there's, I, I give out some cool toys to my customers for over the years. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that is very true. I, you said you had a car for a month. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm supposed to say what car it is. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't but know. But he gave me, yeah, he gave me a car, and I was driving around for months. I was going to Home Depot. I was going to McDonald's with it. There's it a car that I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have been going to those places with. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know that, like the the failure to enjoy is one of the biggest sins in life. So you got to enjoy what you have. Yeah. So you got it. You got man. You. He really like. <laughs> you don't. Talk I didn't to know. Him. No, I don't, bro. Every time I talk to him, it's like you know, car stuff. Yeah, it's never like oh, uh, uh, you know, as a person. Wow, Calvin's like blown away. I am, dude. You know. So for those of you guys who are watching, you guys know who he is, right? 
Because a lot of people are still commenting on your video. Are they? Yeah. I don't even He's see. He's the Angry Orchards I guy. stopped at the Angry Orchards, bro. What does all the Angry Orchards? I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. I don't care. I'm not watching That video's got 2.5 million views. Does on. it really? Yeah. It's got, I think it's like it, 2,000. Oh, is that man. about the price of vinyl wrap? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think it was 2.5. You know, do, do people not realize how long it takes to vinyl wrap a car? Bro, they don't care. They don't care. You already know that. They don't it's, care. Not, it's, not, it's not the cost of care. the product. It's the it's the cost of application. Yeah, but it's the thing is what they just see like people have advertisement for fifteen hundred bucks and they go, "That's the price to wrap a car." So when I <laughs> yeah, say three thousand dollars, they're like, "Double the price." Why would I go to that guy? You know how you it is. You can paint your car for four. You know what? Yeah. You people are saying some the wild. Painting you know? is wild. Yeah, like I, 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 I got my car painted last year for a thousand dollars. I'm like, bro, how's go. It go? yeah. You don't argue. Take it as a blessing. Yeah, All these people no. are weeding out the bad customers. Mm. That's no, what. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I. That's how I think about it. Yeah. So you mentioned staging a car. I think that when people go to drag strips, they just think you line up and you go. No, like no, it depends. A, like it depends on what well, type of tree. Yeah. Depends on what type of tree, what type of race you're doing. There's many different ways. You ever seen like the, some of the more serious cars? You know, with the auto trans, they're bumping the car in. Yeah. So they're that's, moving. That's up. because that's because you want to stay in boost. So if you if you just go to the second beam and then you start staging and it's a pro tree, the light's gonna go. Once once yeah. both lights are thin, go boom, green. Right. You're gone. You need enough time to build up bush. You need enough time to lock the converter up. You need you know enough time to do stuff. So that's why those guys are already doing it before they bump it in. So they're already like whoa, whoa, on the two step, bump the car up so it gets to the second light, and they already have enough boost to leave the line. You know you can't leave the bo- you can't leave the line with five pounds of boost, and you don't have enough time to yep. to build up that boost because if the guy it's it's all a game. You gotta be a good like drag racer to know the setup on the car. Yeah. Sometimes you wanna stage first. Sometimes you want to let the other guy stage in first. You play games. These guys play games, you know. It's, it's all the game, <laughs> which is fine. It's, it's part of the mm-hmm. sport, you know. That's what makes it fun and competitive. But there's guys burning other guys down. They won't stage in. The other guy's going crazy, yeah, you know. on, on two-step. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, a, that's, you know, that's a drive. People do that on the streets, too. Yeah. You know, they, really? they, do, some, they do some funny stuff on the streets, You man. can't even move on the street, though. Once you crack tires, it's over. Like, yeah. now it's like... One of, one, of the funniest, one of the funniest things I've ever seen is... Some guy got gave another guy like a, a card length, yeah. You know, and he's and 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 the go like so when he went, the other guy would go. The guy took his brake lights out of the car so he, the guy wouldn't <laughs> behind him wouldn't see when he was on the brakes ready to go. So the guy was already ready to rock, and yeah. the guy was waiting for his brake lights to come on, and he just took off and had a clear advantage, won the race. We That's pulled the smart. Brakes. He pulled the brake lights. That's light. smart. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, this guy got hustled. But then I'm like, yeah. okay, we're from New York. You got hustle in New York. It's it's it's, it's, it's a normal thing. Yeah, you got to hustle is, in New York. That's the Yo, only way. That's that is that's wild. outside the box. The best city in happens the world. Happens all the time. Yeah. So what I want to know is, um, this is like one thing that I think everybody wanted to know about your shop is why there's so many damn cars outside all the time. Okay. People get too ambitious about product, uh, about their cars, about what they want to do, mm-hmm. and they commit to a thing, but they cannot commit to the end result. They cannot commit to an end product. They can they cannot commit to, you know, the timeline. So, today, if you're sitting here, in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm gonna build my car. I have X amount of dollars. I'm gonna use it. Whatever. You give the shop a little bit of a deposit. They order some parts. Parts are, you know, take some time to get. Hard to get. You know. Um, now the the shop gets into working on the car. As you go in, you have an older car, you notice things that are wrong. You're taking the car apart, you're like, this isn't wrong, this is broken, this is old, this is not gonna work, this is gonna fail. You start noticing all the weakest things, all the 
things that need attention, need whatever right. the case is. Whatever the, the scenario is, two months pass by. Now you ask the customer for more money. The money they had set aside in that moment when they made the decision to drop their car off, they spend it. Life <laughs> happened. You know, they used it on other things. They, they bought a watch. They bought, the, they got their girlfriend pissed off. They had to buy her a bag. You know, they did something. They, you know, they spend the money. They don't have it. Now, when you ask for the money, they don't have it. But they got to keep up with the image that they're building this crazy car and they're part of this community and they're doing everything. So mm. then they want to keep pursuing this and they don't give up. And that drags on, drags on, drags on six months, eight months, one year, you know, to the point where the person can no longer commit and they get to the point of desperation. Can you please do this? Can you please do that? My car has been here for this long. Can you do this? You know, the reality is if, if you can commit to something, you know, and what I said earlier was like, if you're going to build a motor on a Supra and you want to build like, you know, thing, make sure you can do it two times. Otherwise, don't even start on the first time. Right. Make sure you got you got the money, you know, mm-hmm. because not only do you need the money, you know, uh, you're going to break. You're going to break it. You're going to yeah. break the part, especially if you're trying to be the record holder. If you're trying to be the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. which everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be the best on social media. The one with the most likes, the one with the most followers. They want to be, you know, on the top. That pressure gives an unrealistic expectation for the shop and the customer themselves on the reality of where they want to be. So that (laughs) is the answer as to why so many cars are there because I'm too nice. I don't tell people to, you know, take their car. I didn't charge storage fees. I should have done a lot of different things, Mm. but you know, out of being, you know, courteous and also understanding of that thing that I just explained to you. Yeah. You know, the unspoken reality, I gave people a chance, you know, and, and that's why. That I didn't so my question. Oh, the answer to your question. I was say, how do you combat that as a business owner having that much yeah. cars? You know, that's a lot of space that's wasted. Not wasted, but like dead, you know? Right. That's wild. I think that, um, so it's I didn't cleared to, out now though. Yeah, yeah. No, so <laughs> I, I didn't have an issue. It wasn't ever an issue to me. It was just always like, Yo, there's some, yeah, I think a lot of people always right. wondered that there's there's like some crazy cars here. And I'm like, no matter how many times it could be like two years apart, you drive by, you see other builds that are there. It's like, yo, there, he has like a RX-7 right hand drive. I've seen some insane builds outside of your shop. Oh, those just, are my cars. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but there's always a bunch of cars like Ooh. and that's like you see well, my NSX for how long outside or like my the, my the gray one, huh? the gray one. Yeah, that's my car. I think uh, dude, I want that car so bad. Yeah. I think uh, I want that car so bad. Yeah. Every time we post a story, bro, but a lot like, of a lot like, of those please. cars are my cars, and you know I don't. I'm not one of those guys that goes on social media and says, "Oh, look at what I'm driving today. Look at where I'm eating today," or like uh, show, showcase on my Wait, car. A lot of the what cars? I probably have a lot of cars that you don't even know about, or that I never even posted about, or anything for that matter. Right. Because that's 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 you know to me, I keep it close to me. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the cars that you're talking about right now, every car that you mentioned so far, are my cars. Well, like on, like on the yeah, those are my cars. That's my property. My cars is my parking space. So damn, that's right. But I think I think it was always a thing that like that's what that's how I found out about your shop actually was those cars because I had an S two thousand and I was like I'm gonna go somewhere that's building these kind of cars. So let me drive by if I if I see cars like that there, I'm gonna see what's up. Right. So I think it was also a marketing kind of. I mean, maybe not intentionally. Right. No, I, I get it. It's because. 
uh, I totally understand that concept. When when I got a Supra and I proved what I can do with a Supra, mm-hmm. you know, I get a lot of Supra customers. I get a lot of. I'm, right. I'm very well known in the MK4 community. A lot of Supra builds come in and out of this shop, you know, um, and it's a very proven like stance in that in that market. Yeah. When I had a Mustang, we were killing it. You know, I had Mustang customers out the door, you know, and, you know, so I was I doing great things. I, <laughs> I, I had a, a killer GT500, you know, that, you know, but we had a Coyote doing 9-1 back in 2015, you know, like yeah. all the time, maybe like 30 time slips, you know, like we've proven so many different like platforms. When I, when I had a BMW, I BMWs out the door, you know, like we have BMWs now, you know, today too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that goes a long way. It's you have to show what you can do. Instead of asking other people, like, let me use you to show you what I can do. You know, I feel like that works better. Show mm. the world what you can do and you get the business. I think that works with anything. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Uh, even sponsorships, like you have to spend money in order for companies to actually pay attention or break records with their parts. Right. Um, I think Mikey spoke about that also, or I don't know if it was Mikey, but somebody did mention that too, that you have to kind of put the money up first before you get people attention. It's an investment. Yeah. It's like the same thing as advertising though. Like you, no. what you would Mike, pay for Mike, Mikey, Mikey's bought several different cars. He learns on it. He's very open and vocal about it. I bought this car. I'm going to do this. This is the gains I did on day one. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. This is what I did. You know, the best thing about that guy is he's just like me. Buy a brand new car, get in. We're racing on the first day. <laughs> you know, we, we do a heat cycle, do an oil change. Boom. Motor's broken in. Yeah. You know, my, my M4 still doesn't have the braking, uh, braking service. Oh, that was, yeah, that. We spoke about that whole thousand mile breaking myth and uh, people were pissed off about that too. Like, oh, I mean, some people were pissed off. About what do people it, don't get pissed off about today? What? I mean, oh, anything. People yeah. don't get pissed off about bro, it. They were mad that was like, an angry orchard, bro. <laughs> it's like, like you, guys, so mad about you guys are going to fight with somebody <laughs> who's like literally dumping motors in if something breaks and like it's it doesn't make sense. Like the guy knows what he's talking about. I'm sure, yeah. you know, and I know other people who do the same thing. Like I've had friends that built motors. They did build it and they, you know. Do an oil change or whatever, and that's it. They're not breaking. They're not waiting a thousand miles to break their car in. Yeah, smart guy. Smart. That's why we. That's why we get along. Very smart guy. But before, before he was tuning your car though, who was tuning your car? Um, I. He was always him. He was always. always. One, he was always the one helping me with the car. Yeah, it's just you know we've been talking from the very very beginning. Jordan wasn't tuning your car in the beginning. Jordan. Yeah, RK tunes. Um, no, he. We, we just Jordan's a very very close good friend of mine. Okay. He's always been super helpful. Anytime I pick up the phone, I could call him during this podcast right now and he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll pick up my phone. You know, um, he's a very helpful guy to the right people, you know? Right. Yes. Jordan has helped me tremendously. Anytime I have a question, he's a very smart guy. He's got a good program, you know, um, he gets a lot of shit, you know, because of how crazy he is. And I love that, you know, <laughs> he's got turbo sticking out of the hood of his G80. Did I you know. See that? Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's I see. awesome. You Two know, of like, them, I think, the right? fact yeah. that he does that with no fucks given, that's, that's awesome. I love that. But yeah, he did. He did help me. Yes, to a yeah. certain point. But like, like as far as like fully tuned, no, it was very early stages. You know. Yeah, early he on. Was, I, remember. I remember. Yeah, he yeah. was still learning. You know, there's a lot of times like when I got that car, I gave it to Jordan so he could learn also. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know, it's like back back and forth. You know, he, yeah. he's learning. I learn from him whenever he gets certain certain thing. You know, um, yeah, we, we we go back and forth. That's why, uh, strengthen like commodity. You know, like you gotta like. You got to be one with the community. You can't be against everybody to think you're going to be the best. If that's your mindset, you know, no, you're not. Anywhere. That's why yeah. I, I'm, I'm friends with all, 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 all the industry leaders, you know. Right. And Jordan is one of them. Yeah. I remember seeing when I, when I got my super, I don't know if it was before I got mine or after, that uh, you, you were pushing for like big numbers early on. And yeah. uh, he was 
helping you at oh, the absolutely. time in the beginning. And I think did, it was on YouTube. But we did whatever we could with what we were limited to. Right, exactly. The, yeah. uh, at the time when I was running the car, um, I was at the track. Uh, Mikey took my car and Mikey delivered the car. So I gave Mikey the keys to the car and I didn't tell him like, oh, I need the car tuned today or anything. I said, here's the keys. So take it home as many times as you want and use it as a daily for the next week. You know, call me whenever you think the car is ready. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, sure, no problem. Thank you. I never picked up the phone to call him again. He called me. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to a test and tune on, on this day. Yeah. At ACO, he's like, I'm going to test the car out. Would you like to come? If, the, if everything is good, you can pick up the car from the track. I said, no problem. You know, I, you know, I went to the track. We did. Um, the car was going into limp mode. At the time, there was no transmission solution to the car. Oh, early on, so yeah. we, made, we, made, we made too much power where the car wouldn't, you know, go through. It would, like, literally uh, top of fourth gear go into limp. So, you know, a few hundred feet before the quarter, just yeah. limping through the, the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, so the times were decent for what it was, you know, but anything, like, amazing, we didn't care. We didn't yeah. really, you know. But about it, okay, we waited, you know, until our transmission solution came out. There was a... You know, we, we tried to implement our own transmission solution because the same transmission that goes in Dodges. Right. You know, so we had... Really? We, yeah, same same transmission that goes in the Dodges. And I don't know the, the Hellcat guys and the, these Mopar guys, they already had, like, beefed up transmissions going into their cars. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, let's let's apply that to this transmission. Um, it wasn't that, that successful. It limited it, but it started slipping as soon as we turned the power up. Really? So we couldn't ever put the power up where we needed to be. Finally, Chris Miller came out with the best solution and the only solution to these cars and the transmission problem. He hooked me up with a tranny. He put it in the car and that car does its thing, but I just haven't put it to its full potential yet. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, in the future, we, you know, my girl's shaking her head. Of course, she's like, nope, not me. Yeah, I talk about drifting. She's like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> as long as it's not the daily. <laughs> it's not the daily. Yeah. Um, so the car. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm trying to get my other car back on the road. It's been so damn busy. The box, um, the box, yeah. Sign, my little sign with XB. I'll wrap that for free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'll pimp bro. that thing out. <laughs> so, what is next for you, Mo? What What are you? What are your plans for future builds, shop? Um, I'm I'm actually going more. I'm like working with more of like the the top of the in- industry people. Okay. You know, um, like I said, you know, we're we're in the we're in the process of making a movie. So that's going to take up a lot of my time. Um, You know, we did we did a couple of shows. There's a couple of more production ideas. Um, There's a entertainment company we're opening up. Um, You know, uh, I am also looking into buying a few more properties um, to set up other small businesses catering to the automotive community. And, um, you know, as far as racing, I think I'm going to focus on the MK5 and my my drag S14 Black Mamba. Black Mamba. Yeah. That's a good black name. Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. It's menacing. I but that, that, the reason why I say Black Mamba is because that was the name of the car before I purchased it. It's, mm. it's been... Uh, it's it was street, a drag car? Street race. Street race uh. a lot. It's S14 with the S15 front. Black car. DJ owned the car. Uh, anybody that street races knows that car for a while. What motor? I. Hmm? What motor? 2J. That's a 2J car. Yeah. This guy puts so, 2J the world. Can't get away, bro. Can't we helped, away we, the helped, world. Uh, <laughs> we helped uh, DJ with the car, you know, at... at, at to, through the course of the thing he had a t- whole team yeah you know we were part of the team uh, we helped him with the car um the car came up for sale very privately you know i went to dj's house and i was like yeah i'm, I'm taking this car you know I, I i bought the car and it's just been sitting you know my tuner tells me just sell the car i'm like <laughs> no <laughs> it's like you're not doing anything with it just sell the car i'm like no 
I'm gonna do something with it. Uh, this is the year. This this year I'm gonna I'm gonna put that car out. Next 2024. Yeah, 2024. Okay. Because I mean, we're at the end of the year, yeah, November. I'm, I'm, like, when I say this year, I don't know. Year, you move fast, though, man. No, it can be no, five days from now, you know. Not, not in the, not yeah. in the, win- not in the winter Painting time. The walls, like, you know? No, a, a, a car like that, you, you actually need a, 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 you know, a proper team. You need to be very careful okay. with a car that does speeds like that. You know, yeah. you can't just throw it on a track and be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been great. Of course, it always goes, no, it was definitely a solid conversation. So, uh, tell the viewers where to find you. My, my my Instagram page is Petroworks. You know, you can follow me there. That's where I post most of my content. And I noticed you have a switch in your content, also. Actually, like you're starting to post more informative stuff for like your builds in the shop. Yeah, I've been posting it. I'm, you know, just checking what media direction to go with. You got to go with the times. You know, right? I've been. Uh, I have a, a a guy named Alex. He does a lot of my reels for me. Puts together stuff. Yeah, it you looked know, good. The there's there's some great. stuff that we show. There's some stuff that we don't show. But there's so much that goes on. There's so many like finer details, smaller stuff. You know, you would literally need to set up a reality show where you're just filming 24-7, yeah, you know, to, to get every detail. Right. Because it takes a lot to build a car. It takes a lot to build a car, you know, that goes in and stuff. But, um, you know, it's you can only show so much. Right, right. Um, like different things, you know, like we've been on m- many different shows and stuff right. like that. Um, you know, Matt Farah, you know, um, Tanner Faust, you know, all these, all these big name guys, you know, we've done like shows with them. You can just Google Petroworks and it'll show up with the Supra. There you guys have it. Um, great episode and a lot of gems and wisdom were dropped on this one. Um, so keep listening. If you guys are watching right now, make sure you guys hit that like button. Please comment, share, subscribe, and yeah, catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Right.